Welcome to Chapter 2, Episode 3 of the Bench Press Podcast. As always, we, we got the four founding fathers in the studio. We've got myself, Bennett Snyder. We've got Wesley Statman Mickey to my right. Good day, beautiful people. We've got the historian, Cameron Robertson, across from me. Howdy. And we've got our producer, Timmy Conway, to my left. What up, boys? Yes, sir. Timmy. Every single podcast in the Bentress Media family, we know what it's presented by. Crop. Max's Meals, people. Speaking of Max's Meals, joining us right off the rip, right at the beginning of the show, <clears throat> let's clap it up for long-awaited Bentress long. Media athlete, Max Meyer. Let's clap it up. Yeah. 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 Everybody. Yes, yes, Max. It's been a long time coming, like I said. Wow, Tim was really clapping for a long time. He was there. Very long clap. <laughs> Tim is excited. Out. Tim Max, is excited. Max, we want to start with, you know, we mention Max's meals every single time we remember it on our podcast. We want to start with letting you explain to our listeners what Max's meals is really about, how it started, um, anything you want to say about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Max's meals started. Uh, with my mom and I after uh, I had a bone marrow transplant in 2009. Uh, we felt like we wanted to give back to the uh, Children's Hospital in Cincinnati here. Um, and we felt like it was right to, uh, you know, come back with our story to inspire them and, you know, maybe brighten up a couple of days every once in a while of the year. And uh, we actually are just talking about uh, revamping the website um, here pretty soon. Hopefully in about a week, uh, we'll have a brand new um, layout on the website. That's you know, cool. with COVID and stuff, we weren't Great. able to do stuff uh, for a while. So I uh, I told my mom I wanted to revamp the website and, you know, start the company back up again. It's been a long awaited time to get back to the hospital and seeing the families again. Good. Yeah, because I think when we first started advertising Max's Meals, we told people to check out the website. We couldn't even find the website. So <laughs> now that the website's coming back around, that's going to be big for getting clicks. Huge, uh, Max, are we looking to uh, do the banquet again in the Anderson Town Center? Absolutely. Uh, you know, sometime soon we're hoping to be able to host a fundraising event like that again. Um, it's been hard, obviously, with COVID. Um, and everything like that. Uh, but we're definitely hoping to get a fundraising event sometime soon. Death taxes and Bennett Snyder and Tim Conway singing karaoke at Max's Meals fundraiser. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it gets it gets turned up. So Max, obviously Benchrest Media athlete, Xavier basketball student manager. Talk to me a little bit how you got that gig, um, what played into the role, what you do in your everyday life as the manager of the team. Uh, yeah, let us let us know a little bit about that. Um, you know, I got the job uh, through a couple people I knew um, from basketball. You know, I uh, worked at a training company for a couple of years, and uh, I was happy to be brought on. You know, it's a dream come true of mine watching Xavier basketball grow up and whatever. But uh, I, uh, on a daily basis, I do a lot. Honestly, uh, you know, occasionally I'm helping cut film, do other uh, stuff to uh, develop you know, scout sheets and whatnot. And uh, I'm also on the court every day during practice. So uh, helping our players, you know, rebounding for them, uh, getting them water, handing coaches whiteboards, doing whatever uh, I can to make the the life easier at practice. You know, obviously practice isn't the most fun every day. A lot of the times it's a long, grueling practice where we're going over a ton of different things. But our goal is to do anything to make uh, – the day easier for our players and coaches tim let's go over to you uh so there have been some rumors circulating on xavier twitter did travis Steele so plays into the players waistbands oh yes that's actually a uh truthful wow. statement a little breaking a little breaking news there thanks tim yeah for breaking news you know on the message boards we've had a couple of uh former managers with the uh the text back to the uh head guys over here asking is this really a thing now you know we're uh we got a hot press in the uh in our gear closet that uh puts the plays on the on the shorts so uh when you see uh us running uh some under out of bounds plays our guys looking at our shorts that's what we're doing they're calling numbers from the sidelines yeah that's been bit that's been all over <laughs> xavier twitter uh and also did you see jeff goodman john fanta on field of 68 today picked Xavier as a sleeper as a national championship contender 
I did see that. You know, I'm not surprised, honestly. Um, I feel like we have a, I mean, a solid squad, a lot of uh, guys that like each other and play well to, uh, with each other. You know, we got a lot of depth this year, uh, unlike a couple of teams in the years uh, before. Um, we have a ton of depth. You know, we got different looks, different lineups we can throw out on the floor. Um, and I mean, I love our uh, competitiveness and our uh, leadership from guys like Scruggs and Fremantle, um, guys who have been around, you know. Scruggs obviously hasn't made the tournament since his freshman year, and uh, he came back with something to prove. And it's pretty much shown this year that he has a goal in mind, and that's go as far as possible. So let's talk more about the team now. I don't want to be too critical, but I feel like this is what a lot of national media, when they talk about Savior Basketball, to get over that hump, they always compare to Villanova. Villanova has been a team that has been dominating the Big East. Um, you went 0-2 against them. Two of your three losses this year. Um, first one was on the roads. Uh, Villanova doesn't like to lose at home. Uh, can't really knock them too much for that one. But the second time you guys were at home and lost a heartbreaker 64-60, to um, tell me what the vibe in the locker room was after that one. Were you guys down on yourselves? Were, was it a positive vibe? You played them close. Um, and moving forward, what do you think the team's going to look like? You know, uh, Villanova is... I mean, they're the premier basketball program across the country right now. They do everything right. I told a couple of the other managers after uh, I watched the Villanova game over again, I said, they're the most detail-oriented team I've ever seen in my life. They don't do anything wrong. They occasionally have a lapse on offense where they throw a bad turnover or, you know, somebody makes a mistake running a play. But that is so rare compared to most teams across the country. It's unbelievable. But – I mean, looking at Villanova and us this year, we stack up a lot differently than them. They play six guys. We play eight or nine every night. And uh, I feel like going on the road, obviously, at Villanova, they've literally never – they've lost once in the uh, pavilion since joining the Big East. Um, and the game at home, you know, I was proud of what our guys did. We mm -hmm. were down 17 at a point in the first half. I believe we brought it back to a one-point game or either tied it on a Scruggs uh, three-pointer. But, uh, you know, they're talented. They're really good. They're a top-ten team in the country, mm -hmm. uh, no doubt. And, you know, it showed uh, that we can really play with anybody in the country. Um, but we were obviously disappointed that we couldn't pull one of the two out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last guy I want to talk about, Colby Jones. I'm seeing Colby Jones go in some NBA mock drafts now in the second round. Um, do you think he's the guy, obviously you've got Scruggs, you've got Fremantle, veteran guys, Colby Jones, do you think he's the X factor for your team moving forward if you want to make a run in March? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think uh, everyone around the country has uh, been put on notice of what Colby's doing this year. You know, a 20-pound body uh, change this uh, offseason. You know, he's an absolute beast now, jumps out of the gym. Um, he just has a knack for going to get the ball. He loves the offensive rebound. I mean, I mean, Travis Steele said it a couple of times in his pressers. He's the best offensive rebound, rebounding guard in the country. Um, and I think Colby, you know, he's flying up boards because he does – he plays winning basketball, and that's what teams are looking for nowadays. guy who's young really is bought into the whole system um, and loves to be out on the court, you know, doing anything for his teammates. And that's, that's just who Colby is. Happy for him. You love to see a Xavier guy go in some mock drafts. I'm going to swing you over to Wes Mickey right now. Hey, what's up, Max? Um, I'm an Ohio State guy. Uh, through and through, I always have been. I was born in Columbus. Um, you guys found a way to beat the Buckeyes at home this year. Um, I've been pushing a lot of EJ Liddell hype the entire year. Um, this is just from a, a college basketball fan standpoint. Who do you think the best player in college basketball has been this year? Ooh. Um, Weighted yeah, question. Liddell is really good, you know. Uh, obviously being able to watch him in person, uh, do what he did against Xavier, honestly, like he was a difference maker in the game, obviously down the stretch, he made a couple of good shots. He was huge on the defensive end in the first half, but honestly, right now I'd say, uh, Johnny Davis is the best player in college basketball. I've never seen a guy do what he's doing this year. It's truly unbelievable because, you know, Wisconsin, they weren't really, uh, ranked great. You know, they weren't picked very high in any preseason polls. Uh, coming into the year, and nobody really knew about Johnny Davis. Um, 
So I rewatched the game at Purdue when he scored, I believe, 37. Yeah, he went nuts. At Purdue. That was an unbelievable performance. I've I haven't seen anything like that in a while in college basketball. Mm-hmm. It really has a knack for scoring. That Wisconsin team is fun to watch. You know, Brad Davidson in what his 50th year at Wisconsin is still playing point guard. <laughs> He's been a beast this year. But uh, you know, Davis has been unbelievable. And uh, I'd also say uh, Benedict uh, Mathurin for Arizona. He'd probably be my second best player in college basketball right now because what Arizona's doing is absolutely unbelievable. Losing, obviously, Hall of Fame coach and Sean Miller is uh, definitely going to hurt, and the program has responded. That's a hot Hall of Fame take right there. Take quick, buddy. Um, I'm uh, still pushing for... The big, the big O, Oscar Sheebway. But you know what? There's a college basketball. You know, I feel like there's a lot of really great players this year, and it's making for a very interesting season. You know, there's not many teams that are just absolutely solidifying themselves. Undefeated, no undefeated teams left. I've I've been loving college basketball this year. I'm sending you over to Karab now. Hey, what up, Max? Um, me and Bennett were having this debate the other day, right, about what the best conference in college basketball is. Oh, that's a good question. And um. I answered with the Big East, and I know being that Xavier's in the Big East, I feel like you might agree with me, and I want to get your opinion on what you think the best conference top to bottom in college basketball is. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say the Big East as well. Obviously, you can say the Big Ten, Big 12. You know, SEC is obviously really good this year as well. ACC, extreme down year. You know, they. I told one of our coaches the other day, Watched uh, Virginia Tech play the other night. Obviously, there we want our win against Virginia Tech to last, but the mm-hmm. ACC is struggling right now. Yeah, they might not even get three teams in the tournament. But honestly, the Big East, uh, top to bottom, the depth is unreal. Obviously, Georgetown isn't great this year, um, and DePaul's usually a blowover game. But obviously, we played DePaul t- tomorrow night. You know, they they kicked the teeth in of Seton Hall the other night. Yeah, they're they did. good. They have, they uh, they play a different uh, style under uh, Tony Stubblefield, and they do a great job. You know, there's not an easy win in the Big East right now. And I'd say the same about the Big Ten. You know, there's so many talented players in the Big Ten. I mean, right now you could honestly say uh, there are five players in the Big Ten that could be first team All Americans. EJ Liddell. Boo. Hey <laughs> Max, I believe. Is it Liddell Sr. or is it Paul Scruggs? All right, not cool. Because Paul Scruggs made EJ Liddell his son. Dude, Max, I've had to deal with this for the past, I don't know, month and a half. Baptized Just just him telling me how much Paul Scruggs owns EJ Liddell. I'm tired of it, man. Scruggs baptized him. Max, um, not wrong. Hey, but Liddell had what, like eight blocks that game? So I'll deal deal with it. Clean in the glass in the first half. Max, you know, Benchpress Media, we do our athlete section, and obviously we are so pro-manager, it's insane. We just brought on an OU manager. We had an OU manager on before, Josh McDaniel. Now he's on OU's roster. roster. Yeah, on the roster now. Max, am I seeing some foreshadowing? Is Max Meyer ever going to step on court (laughs) as a Xavier Musketeer and get some buckets? Oh, oh. Probably not. (laughs) Our guys play at a pretty high level. You know, I actually get, I, uh, I play in the drills when needed. You know, I don't do anything like special, but I'll, I'll pass and I'll, I'll take a few scout team reps where I'm just like, you know, dribbling around, uh, like basically showing plays to what, uh, and how they guard. Um, because sometimes we're short on walk-ons and our Mm -hmm. GAs are obviously, they're great every day, but you know we have guys in class, and they gotta they gotta go to class. So sometimes when they need fill, uh, to fill uh, in spots, and I'm always there to help. You know I got a got a history in basketball. Yeah, Max, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: if Xavier ever plays UK, I could see you being a sneaky Savier Wheeler on the <laughs> scout team. Sneaky Savier Wheeler player what? comp there. I think he could pull off a good big O. Oscar yeah. Sheboy. Yeah. We're, we're having Max play Oscar Sheboy. Hey. Uh, Max, send you over to Tim. Yeah, Max. Uh, speaking of playing, how are the manager games going? Are you still dropping bucks on uh, other teams? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I had a couple of good games this year when we played. It's been hard to play in Big East, obviously. Now, COVID really picked up again, and so you know, our program um, is a lot different than many programs across the country. Hundred percent vaccinated. Um, 
That's All big. of our players who are eligible for the uh, booster have it. And so they've been relatively chill in the building about COVID issues. But, you know, we want to remain uh, safe around our guys. We don't want to get COVID. You know, it kind of ruined our season last year. So uh, we're trying to stay safe for our guys. So we haven't been able to play very much uh, in the Big East. Mm-hmm. Max, question about COVID real quick. I know UK, same thing you just mentioned. UK is fully vaxxed, fully boosted. And Coach Cal came out and said, um, we're not testing the guys um, unless they report symptoms. You don't have to answer if it's private information that Xavier doesn't want out there, but does Xavier do the same thing or do you guys do daily testing with the team? Uh, no, we, we do the same thing. Um, it's, it's, I mean, symptoms-based. We haven't have a, had a guy yet uh, test positive for COVID. Knock on um, some wood there for you. Everyone's yeah, knocking here. Knocking we're knocking. Um, but we... Uh, we're planning on uh, not having to test until we're absolutely required to because that's big. You know, right now, uh, we feel like we've done what's right mm-hmm. uh, as a program as a whole um, to avoid COVID as much as possible. And so, obviously, if you're not testing, you're not going to get COVID. Yeah, that's bad. Hey, that's smart a good way man. to keep players on the court. Smart man right there. Or if you do, they don't know. Exactly. Max, I want to shift over to some breaking news. Um, possibly the biggest news in America today. Some, oh. some are saying, "Boy, oh boy!" Um, Tilted Towers is back. Oh, that's, yeah, it is. That's huge. Um, you know what else is very breaking news? I saw some reports that uh, the Eagles were going to move on from Jalen Hurts. Yeah, oh. how was that about there, Max? I saw that, Max. Let's talk this weekend. Eagles against Bucks. Thoughts on that? Uh, you know, it was tough. I was so impressed by the Bucks defense. You know, uh, I thought. The play calling in the first half was unbelievable um, by the Eagles. You know, they couldn't get anything going with the run. Didn't go to uh, passing the ball until midway through the second quarter, and then obviously it was too late at that point. You know, you're not going to beat Tom Brady and his elite Buccaneers, uh, you know, having 11 passing yards in the first quarter. Um, but I will say Kyler Murray did a great job making Jalen Hurts look way better. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Yeah, he did. He made dog shit just look like shit. That's yeah, big. That's true. That's big. Max, before we let you go, I'm going to let you give some score predictions. A guest picker. We haven't had a guest picker Yeah, we haven't had a guest picker. A guest picker. Let's get a guest picker for the divisional round. Wheels up. We're yeah. going to start. <laughs> Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Give me score prediction. Ooh, do we have a line out for the game yet? The, three the line is Titans minus three and a half. Ooh, ooh. Uh... I'm going Bengals, obviously. Who day? Um, I'm thinking Bengals. I'm thinking Bengals like 21 to low 10. Scoring. Low scoring. If, look Real at Bengals scoring. defense holding right. the Titans to 10. I like you know, it. I think I think the Bengals can do a good job, you know, containing Derrick Henry. First game back, obviously, from injury. I think the Bengals can do a good job. Obviously, they need Pratt and uh, Logan Wilson to step up because uh, – Obviously, the Falcons have a or the Titans have a pretty elite uh, receiving core. I'm saying player of the game if the Bengals win has to be DJ Reader. He's got to control the inside. I say, do the Bengals even have a defensive line to put out there? You know, they might have to sign someone with Ogan Joby <laughs> going on IR, but we're, we'll talk about that later. Let's get these picks rolling. Max, 49ers at the Packers. Uh, what's the number for that one? Five and a half to the Packers. Yeah, I'm thinking Packers big. Uh, I'd say let's go Packers. 35, uh, Niners, 24. All right. All right. Just putting up the numbers. I was actually impressed. I was actually impressed watching the Niners uh, play the Cowboys the other night. I think Krab was too. Yeah, They're... Max, tough subject. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> let's move Absolutely. Let's move to Sunday. Rams at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are three-point favorites. Um, ooh, that's a good one, honestly. That's probably going to be the best playoff game out of, uh, out of them all. The Buccaneers' defense is elite. I was genuinely impressed at how good and uh, they were against the Eagles. Obviously, the Eagles are a completely different attack than the Rams. But, Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go Rams. In that Come game. on. <laughs> Let's go, Max. I think Matthew Stafford excited. has it in him. Cooper Cup, obviously, one of the best receivers. Stat Padford. But, uh, yes. Yeah, you keep Padford. talking, Tim. Stat That's Padford. a good one. I uh, love the Stat Padford one. You know, yes. obviously, John had him in fantasy this year. And, you know, John's daddy in fantasy. <laughs> Shots oh, at John Conway. Poor John. Poor Johnny Super boy. is really good. Uh, OBJ has been everything they've asked for since signing him. 
And, uh, you know, they're, the defense of the Rams has been great the second half of the season. I think they do a good job. I'm going to go uh, Rams 27, Buccaneers 21. Closer one I there. Like Let's move to my personal game of the week pick. Bills at the Chiefs. Rematch of last year's playoffs. We saw Stephon Diggs stay on the field after and be all emotional, want the media, blah, blah, blah. Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs are two-point favorites at home. Yeah, I like the Bills, honestly. Yeah. I went there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I think Josh Allen is overrated, he's been a dog this year mm-hmm. um, on the ground. Like, obviously he hasn't had the greatest year throwing the football this year. He's had some interception issues, but he's been a dog on the ground this year. Completely evolved their offense. Um, I think Stephon Diggs obviously uh, is going to prove uh, what he saw last year. I think the Bills win. Uh, I'm gonna go 31-27 Bills. That wraps like up. That. that wraps up picks, guys. Anything else we want to ask Max before we let him, you know, get back to his nightly duties with Xavier men's basketball? Max, are you cooking dinner tonight for the team? Uh, no, I actually they uh, they left earlier, headed out to Chicago for. Uh, oh yeah, 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 DePaul. Got to get shots up at Wintrust. Interesting arena, unlike any other in college basketball. There you go, Max. Well, good luck to the Musketeers, not only tomorrow, but the rest of the season. You know, depending on the season, I would not count Max Meyer out for a possible return to the studio. I would not. I wouldn't either. Not at all, Max. Maybe around March time. Yes, maybe around March time. Max, can't thank you enough for joining us. Let's clap it up, Max Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Peace out, buddy. Have a good one. Peace. See ya. I kind of liked kicking off the old. Uh, Can I say it? Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> you know, it was a different. It was a different change of pace, starting with an interview. But I like it. You know, it's a good. It's a yeah. good vibe. It yeah. Really is. Certainly was interesting. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm gonna defend Max. He was way too humble. I can totally see that man putting on a Xavier basketball jersey. I agree. And getting some yeah. quality reps. He's a bucket. He's he is. If Steph Curry was five three, it'd be Max Meyer. I, <laughs> you're damn right. Some yeah, would say true. he is the wettest jumper in Cincinnati. Yeah, some do say it. I think uh, only we do. But, hey, that's fine. <laughs> um, damn, I meant to ask him if he could pick one player who thinks he could beat one on I, I There are a couple different questions. Like, I, I wanted to ask him about Chris Mack a little bit, too, because well, Mack hey, guess is getting what? fired. He's going to come back. Exactly. He's going to come back. He's a lock You're going to gonna come have back. a second chance. You're damn right. Well, we kind of already previewed what we're going to do for the rest of the episode with Max. We let him do some guest picks. Do we want to save those for Let's Thursdays? Recap. Let's recap. Yeah, Let's we're, recap. We're, we're recapping. And we'll save our picks for next episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. for sure. I guess I'll start with my So team. exciting. I guess I'll start with the Bengals, baby. 31-year drought over Congratulations. Joe Shiesty. You know what? Maybe he got helped out by the refs a little bit on that one touchdown, but it's about damn time the Bengals got yeah. help from the refs. I was gonna say, I, I mean, why did they double down on it? Like the whistle was clearly before the catch. I don't know why they doubled down. They could because just said, I, okay. I mean, like who who wants to admit that they're wrong on no, national right, television? Right, but don't double down. Just no, say, like, they have to double down. Yeah. I mean, it, and honestly though, the Bengals got screwed on a couple plays too. Right. So you know what? Um, I'd say the bigger calls went towards the Bengals. Bengals win twenty six to nineteen. Um, I was losing my mind i stopped in every single local spot i could walked in in athens and said the Bengals are going to the super bowl i believe it that is true tim was saying the steelers are a team of destiny i believe the Bengals might be a team I w- of destiny. uh bennett snyder may or may not have punched me in the stomach because he was just going so crazy that he physically knocked the wind out of me and you know what totally he inadvertent have, he may have also punched me as well you know <laughs> what it was not meant at all it was pure I, there's actually a video of me jumping into tim's arms it was almost some are saying like, uh, what's it, dirty dancing, where you yes, jump up yeah. and they they hold you uh-huh, above. We were having the times of our lives. The yeah, Eli we were. Manning OBJ commercial. Yep, yep. That was what Tim and I did after the Bengals win. Wes, you've got a stat from this game. Yeah, first playoff game in NFL history with both teams making four plus field goals. Uh, two of the best kickers in the league, in my honest opinion, Daniel Carlson and Evan McPherson. Two guys that are gonna be around the league for a long time, probably with these same teams for a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just a lot of. It was good special teams game to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, it was a good game. I have a hot take about Evan McPherson. Let's hear it. I feel bad for him, because he's too sexy. No. Oh. He's so good at kicking, <laughs> and he makes so little money compared comparatively to the other Rookie kickers. Yeah, compared to the other kickers good. that are just as good as him. Like I get that's what happens when you're a rookie, but. Also, if he because he was drafted, right? Yes. If drafted. he wasn't drafted, they can scale his contract way mm-hmm. more. So like, 
great for Bengals management, but that really dude good. deserves a bag when it's his day. Oh, and I'll tell you what, the Bengals haven't had a great kicker. I mean, I guess Shane Graham was all right. Nugent was yeah, good. Nugent, Nugent was fine. Yeah, but we haven't we haven't had a Justin Tucker s kicker, Vinatieri, that type of guy. Well, and I'm, I'm ready Randy to Bullock. say that. Talk about bulletin board material for Fat Randy this week. Yeah, he's got. He some didn't even coming. mention him. Oh, he doesn't deserve to be mentioned at hey, all. He, he literally career. missed a 30 The yard dagger shot. that's going to go through your heart when he kicks a game winning field goal is going to be <laughs> sickening. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. I'm ready to say that Evan McPherson will be the Bengals kicker for the next 15 years, and I love it. Tim, before this game started, I said one guy was my X factor, and who did I tell you it was? Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates had his best game of the season. The one play I really look at was the Hunter Renfro punch out right on the sideline. That play was badass. Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Yeah, why did I just forget his Darren name? Waller. Darren Waller. I, I feel like I meant to say Daryl almost, but I actually said Darren, and I corrected myself. And, that was, was great job. and that was another call the refs had a catch on the field. That was oh, yeah. wrong. Uh, like, the, it was ridiculous. I cannot believe yeah. they overturned it on the challenge. Yeah. Typically, they yeah. will refuse to admit they're wrong. There. But, you know, Jesse Bates played great. Bengals win 26-19. Hey, Jesse Bates had uh, he dropped the boomstick on Brian Edwards yeah, as well. He yeah, did. he did. Do you yeah, want to yeah, release the news now of uh – Oh, the boots, yeah. I, my boots will be on the ground. Um, I was a little upset I missed, you know, their first home playoff victory. Um, hey, first but something's wrong controllable. But I will be in Nashville. I've already had boots on the ground once in Nashville this year. Turned out pretty well for you. Turned out well. I'm going for the second time. And, hey, I just want to mention the Bengals beat the Titans with a healthy Derrick Henry last year. It was one of their four year, or four wins. Joe Burrow played amazing. And he didn't get sacked once. Just a little preview. Just, hey, I have an interesting stat about this game as well. Let's let's hear it. Anyone? Can anyone name me what the what the Bengals and Titans have in common this year? They both have a top five rusher. Wrong. Well, the true, but not what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's think. Um, they both have attractive head coaches. I'll just stop you all right there. They both lost to the Jets. Oh, they did. Oh, yes, yeah, true. they did. Both. That's crazy. What so you, technically, what? Zach Wilson's the best quarterback left in the AFC. Not well, even counting Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Zach Wilson's supreme. You just True. mentioned him. Josh Allen, let's move on to this next game. Bills at home against the Patriots get the win 47-17. to And possibly the greatest offensive showcase we have the ever, greatest offensive showcase. We have ever seen Perfect game. in history. Josh Allen, 21-25 for 308 yards, five touchdowns. Max was talking about it. He's had some interception issues. He didn't have any issues against this Patriots defense. Um, Wes, as two AFC East teams we've talked about before, yeah. you've watched these two teams very closely. Were you expecting it to be this lopsided? I wasn't. Uh, that f- I feel like the whole turning point of that game was literally the second drive when Mac Jones drives all the way down the field and then Micah Hyde makes that insane pick in the end zone. Uh, that was the like from then on out, the Patriots had literally no chance in the game. Um, like you said, the Bills perfect offensive game, no punts, no turnovers. Uh, no field goals, all touchdowns. Um, Josh Allen, first quarterback in Buffalo history with five touchdowns passing and no interceptions in a playoff game. I mean, those guys like yeah. Jim Kelly in that name, and he's just mm-hmm. overpa- like surpassing yeah. them. Um, so huge mark for him. But, yeah, uh, the Bills are going to be a team to watch, honestly, throughout the whole NFL for the rest of this uh, season. They were already good, and this offensive performance made me think they're a whole lot better. Yeah, it was nuts. Tim, let's go to you. It's just ridiculous that a fifth of Josh Allen's passes that game were a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. And he would have had probably 400-plus yards. It's just the fact that the Patriots could not stop. No, and the <laughs> Patriots couldn't stop giving them the ball in the short field. So yeah, they were just like, not. he could only go 20 yards to get a touchdown, mm-hmm. and he was doing it. A ridiculous game. And I like the de- the defense of the Bills is what really should be getting talked about yeah. because they no shut. Bowlers. Yeah, no pro bowlers, and they shut the Patriots mm-hmm. down. Josh McDaniels hasn't been requested for a single head coaching job. Yeah, no, he hasn't, which is shocking. I think maybe people are just starting to assume that he, he is leaving. just going to wait until Belichick calls it quits. Krav, I'm going to come to you. Colin Coward said this on his show. Um, he said that, you know, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm watching what some of these other quarterbacks are doing. Joe Burrow, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Those are just three AFC guys. Then there's Lamar Jackson. And you see what just happened in this playoff game. Are you thinking about the possibility of already moving on from Mac Jones and trying to get a superstar guy as in, I don't know, maybe Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, because you think that you need to be able to outscore guys? What are you thinking about that? No, 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 no. 
Bill Belichick would never do that, and he won't do that. There's a reason they were so successful, right, in the regular season. And keep in mind, people, this is Mac Jones' first year of football, Mm -hmm. and he played that well in Belichick's system. The Bills got hot at the right time. These two games, granted, the first one we could throw it out as a wash because of the weather. That second matchup was a very close game Mm -hmm. when they played in the regular season. It's also really hard when you play a team three times to play a great game three times. It's difficult, and that's what happened, I think, for the Patriots to play the Bills this time. But I think to basically get ready to blow it all up after your first good season since Tom Brady's gone when everyone thought you were going to have years of downside until something happened, you got your miraculous savior, and he took you all the way to the playoffs as a rookie. Yeah, I'm just going to say, I mean, you start 2-4 and four and you find a way to make the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. And they were beating good teams yeah. to do I'm so not gonna as like, well. I mean, I can't say anything... The AFC East is Josh Allen's crown to lose right now. Like, that's clear. But there's no way the Patriots would sell on how well they over, like they overperformed this year. There's yeah, no did. reason they Absolutely should have been above 500. And let's be honest. What are, like, they, let's say they trade Mac Jones. They're either trading for. What are they getting for? Yeah. They're getting Watson or Wilson. They're getting a giant contract that I don't think they can pay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they can. The Patriots have got cap. Do they? Okay. Yeah. But they're getting a giant contract. Right, their window to win a Super Bowl is the next three years with Mac Jones on his rookie contact yeah. to sign. Like he was, Mac Jones That's made the thing. playoffs Who with their Nelson Ag- yes, Nelson Aguilar. Hunter Henry was their best offensive player. Right. I would say Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, and Jacoby Myers are legit targets. Damian Harris has proved to be like a, yeah. a good but enough side back to win. I mean, you got to have more. Exactly. Well, let's also a Kendrick Bourne. Mm-hmm. Let's also keep in mind, not a single one of these skill position guys played together before. No. Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Jacoby Myers was there beforehand. Yeah. The only one to be there beforehand. Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, like Tim said. Hey, Nikhil n- Harry, baby. He played maybe three snaps a game. <laughs> and then you put in a rookie quarterback. These are guys who needed time to get chemistry together. And mm-hmm. I think even though the general talent level might not be as good, Jacoby Myers is a pretty good young wide receiver. Kendrick Bourne showed this year he has he can talent. Make some plays. Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith were two years ago considered top ten tight ends in this league. Mm-hmm. Now they're both on your roster. I think the Patriots realistically are not that far away. Roster moves from seriously contending. I think they just need some time to gel. I think defensively they proved they can win games throughout the entire year. I mean, it's going to be really hard to stop Josh Allen no matter what mm-hmm. type of year it is, but late in the season when it's cold in Buffalo and they're just going to run the ball down your throat with a 250-pound quarterback, it's going to be hard to stop that. But like like we said, they just need they need players and playmakers around Mac Jones. Give him a chance. He's always had that in Alabama. He's always had a playmaker. That's what made him so great. I think he's fine. He's got plenty of time to develop. Yeah, he'll be just fine. Let's move on. Again, we've already talked about a little bit. The Eagles at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers through three quarters, we're up 31 to nothing, kind of let off the gas a little bit, end up winning 31 to 15 in this one. Um, you know, I think everyone kind of expected this. You know, the Buccaneers are battling with injury, but, you know, it's Tom Brady at the end of the day. Something to watch. It's still Mike Evans. Um, you know, the Buccaneers take care of business. I don't want to talk about this one for too long. Just like I said, we've already talked about it a little bit. Um, but go ahead, Wes. Cool stat. Mike Evans is the first player in Tampa Bay history with 100-plus receiving yards and 1-plus receiving touchdowns in a playoff game. That seems like such a baseline number for a receiver. I'm surprised that's never been done before. I can't really think of a very, very good. But only I was thinking like last year Vince, on the run. Vincent, Vincent Jackson, Jackson is the only one, one that I, came to mind. Yeah. Right, but like last Rest year on their, on their uh, Super Bowl run, like I can't believe no one had over 100 receiving yards and a touchdown. I mean, think, think about, about it. About Gronk that, has never been like mm-hmm. a big yardage guy. Right, He's, Godwin. I feel like he got pretty hot down the stretch last year. Yeah. Maybe not. I just, you know, one thing I'll say about the Buccaneers, I feel like they always spread the football. Right. That's what they do. They'll have guys that eventually have games like Evans just had. But I feel like for the most part, their guys are normally in the 80s. It also helps that Godwin and Brown are both off the roster now. Evans has had a thousand yard seasons for what, the last seven years? Every every year of his career. Because, like I said, the the offense is just pass heavy, and mm-hmm. when you have that many guys who I mean, are weapons, six five two twenty. That when stop. you have that many guys, I mean, at one point this year they had Godwin, Evans, Gronk, AB, Fournette out of the backfield. You got guys like Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson who can get good catches. You got Cameron Bray, who's a good Renzo or red zone uh, talent. OJ, Rojo, I mean, Rojo you never around. know whose day it's going to yeah. be in that offense, and you have the greatest quarterback of all time back there mm-hmm. slinging it. One name you failed to mention, not that I'm knocking you for it, but who I think actually played way more of an important role in this game than 
a lot of people want to give credit for is Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. He looked Tom. He made Tom Brady look way more comfortable now that he actually had a target out of the backfield and. Playoff Lenny will be back next week, so I'm expecting Lenny and Gio to be that entire backfield moving forward. And Keyshawn Vaughn saying, is solid, too. Some are saying yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn. Bernard is the reason the Bengals haven't won a playoff game in 31 years. <laughs> Gets off the roster, they hey, win. A.J. Green. True. A.J. Yeah. Green suffered yeah. through all those playoff losses. You go to a team that started out 7-0, and only to lose in the first yeah. round again. It's tough. Yeah, Gio, Gio Bernard is just solid very That's good a, he's, very solid. he's tom brady's and, james white That's yeah what he is. it's a, and he, he is one of the best like kind of like how hunter renfro is the yeah. best at what he does he's one of those guys who's one of the best at what he does in mm-hmm. the nfl even when he was with the Bengals on their like, shitty back. teams he was because he was still making plays on third down yeah i just think field. it was tough with the Bengals, you know obviously because i think the Bengals wanted to get Mixon more involved in the passing game which was hard to get geo on the field but when obviously you had running backs like cedric benson and um, why am I literally forgetting? Some I, good ones, I probably just blocked him out of my head. Jarvis Green Ellis? No, him too, but what a the fumble. Beast. I love oh, that Jeremy guy. Hill. Yeah, I blocked him out of my head. Mental block. Jeremy there. Hill, Fair. Bengals legend, oh, but wow. infam- infamous legend. Ben right. Jarvis Green Ellis. What a pull, yeah. Tim. That's oh, a great oh, yeah. name. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis was a dog. I forgot about him. Let's move on. Samaj P. Ryan. Krob, T's and P's, buddy. The 49ers go on the road, win 23-17. to They really tried to lose the game too, but... Oh, no, they didn't try to lose the game. Jimmy <laughs> tried to lose the game. But the Cowboys have the MVP. Mm. We do. Shout out Big Cat. Thank you very much. Dak appreciates it. I'm thanking you on behalf uh-huh. of, of Dak Prescott, <laughs> my uh, quarterback. Go MVP. ahead and open up with whatever you want to talk about this game. I have I'm going to like, sound like Wes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love this. Number one, Fat Mike needs to go. He needs to go. I don't care where it is. He needs to go. Go back in the basement for a year like he did after he got fired by the Packers because clearly all he did there was like eat pizza. <laughs> number two uh if we are the most undisciplined team in nfl history I and mean, the most uh, ridiculous amount of pre-snap penalties it's not like anthony brown was out there getting four dpis like he did against the raiders we just had false start illegal shift offsides encroachment it was oh my god it made my fucking head you want to talk up. about undisciplined look at the uh like mid 90s cowboys uh number three um kellen moore is the most hot and cold offensive coordinator ever i love him and i will defend him till the day i die but sometimes he has the worst drive ever and then sometimes he will have the most beautifully calm beautifully called offensive drive i've ever seen number four nobody looked like they wanted to play on sunday except tony pollard and i think we gave him the ball three times how many bullet points we got here uh cd lamb looked like he wanted to play but every time he caught the ball uh we had a penalty had a couple drops too brian anger Thank you. I love you. I want to give you a kiss. You're the only reason we had a chance in that game. Throw it off the dome. And finally, re-sign Dalton Schultz. That's all I really care about. Okay. Um, One minute and ten seconds. Hey, that's that was fine. a good rant, man. That's fine. And I hope Aaron Rodgers gets his revenge on the 49ers this week. But I love Greg Kittle playing football. Yeah, I love Greg Kittle too. They're having trouble getting him the football, but you know, I think everything we expected in this game came true. The 49ers dominated. Oh, 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 I forgot. Zeke needs to go. Okay, and I was actually going to end with that. Um, you know, Or you, at least lose 80 pounds. You don't want to say that the Cowboys have to rebuild because they won the division, made the playoffs. But They're I think, 12 and 5. I mean. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think if you want to bring in some other guys to contribute, if you want to pay Dalton Schultz, and you've got a guy like Tony Pollard, I think you've got to cut ties with Zeke. No, Zeke needs to go. You pay Dalton Schultz. You get back some of those guys on defense if you can. The Malik Hookers, the Keanu Neals, the J. Ron Curses. Depending on what money Leighton Van Der Esch needs, he can go. And then in the draft, you assess where you need depth. You need offensive line depth because Connor Williams, Tyler Biastas, and Lyle Collins simply can't cut it for 17 games in a season. They either get hurt, they take PEDs and still suck anyways, or they have their bad issues. Um, you need linebacker depth because Micah barely even plays linebacker anymore. Keanu Neal plays linebacker, but if Dan Quinn leaves, he's probably going to go back to safety. You're going to need linebacker depth. And then corner is fine. They're young. They're going to get better. Anthony Brown, he had a pick, so I guess I'll give him another week. Um, but safety, all of our safeties are on expiring deals. I talked about him, Malik Hooker, mm-hmm. J. Ron Curse. Um, Connor Williams, right? They had like four straight false start penalties. Oh, no. Connor Williams has the most holding penalties in the league the yeah. entire season. He was Connor sick. McGovern, put him in. I don't get it. He just sits on the bench. He comes in as a sixth offensive lineman when we run with Zeke and he gets a yard. It feels like your left side is so locked down and that right side is just barren. No, what, no, no, no. The left side is fantastic. You got Tyron Smith, who 
He has his bad games, but he's a Hall of Famer. Right. And then on the right side, you got Zach Martin at right guard, Hall of Famer. The issue is Lyle Collins took PEDs. He was suspended for five games. And after he took the PEDs, he got worse. He did get worse. He got worse. That's not how PEDs are supposed no, to work. No, they're supposed to make you better. Ask A-Rod. I think it's actually he got Barry worse. Bond. Yeah, I think it's in performance the enhancing. enhancing. Yeah. yeah, he must have. He must have had. I mean, he had no performance to enhance in the first place. And maybe that's where it was. <laughs> Tim, I'm going to go to you. Make a case for me right now that Debo Samuel is the best non-quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, okay, he is the most versatile player in football right now. He can, like, not even kidding, he can throw the ball. He can catch the ball. He Out of the backfield, he is probably the best route runner out of the backfield consistently. When he touches the football on rushes just out of the backfield, not jet sweeps, He's averaging like six and a half yards a carry. Good shit happens when he touches the ball. Exactly. And Kyle Shanahan is the perfect play caller for a guy like Debo Samuel because he's so creative that he can get the ball to him in so many different ways. It makes it way more. It makes it much harder to defend because you don't know how he's going to get the ball and it always keeps defenses guessing. You can double cover Debo Samuel on a play, and then Brandon Ayuk is open. Mm-hmm. I would say Ayuk's been emergent lately. Too. Yeah, uh, exactly. When you can get a guy like Debo Samuel in and can completely take over the game in two different ways and you don't know when he's going to be getting the ball where, it's impossible to defend. It's terrifying. Krob? One spot I'm worried about Debo. Uh, this was his first um, healthy year, and he missed, what, one or two games yeah. still? Uh, can't drafted, hurt. Had a banged up first year when they made the Super Bowl. Last year hurt a lot. Like missed, I want to say, six to eight games. Mm -hmm. Uh, I agree. Probably the most versatile player in the NFL. Uh, Absolutely ridiculous what he can do either on the line of scrimmage or from the backfield. But if he can stay healthy, that's the biggest thing. Got to stay healthy. Let's move on. Wes, I'm going to start with you on this next game. And a shocker, because I'm going to let Tim, kind of like what we did with (laughs) Krav, I'm going to give him some T's and P's. The Chiefs win 42-21. to 21. Now, we said that Josh Allen played the game of his life. Mahomes started slow, but I think Patrick Mahomes kind of had a... I would say fuck, Kelsey had the game of his life. Fuck everyone to you. I am still the best quarterback in football. Right. He throws 30 for 39, 404 yards, and five touchdowns. What do you think about this game? Um, I don't know which week it was. We did overreactions. Mm-hmm. Um but I do remember I said I think the Chiefs are the best team in football again. They looked like And it. that was a while back, and man, oh, man, do they look really good right now. Uh, yeah, like I said, Kelsey had a great game. Mm-hmm. First player in NFL history with a passing touchdown, receiving touchdown, and 100-plus receiving touchdowns or receiving yards in a playoff game. I mean, the Chiefs' offense looked unstoppable. I'm not sure what you can do to stop them right now. They beat you at every part of the game right now. Um, and, yeah, sad send-off for Big Ben, but T.J. Watt looked great. Um Outside of that, nothing really looked great. Najee Harris fumbled for the first time all year, and Tim yeah, had he a, did. Tim had a little fit about that one. So I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna keep Tim waiting some more because I'm gonna go to Krob <laughs> next. Yeah, we were talking about how Josh Allen was looked like he was just having fun slinging the rock mm-hmm. out there on Saturday night. Uh, after about a quarter of football, Mahomes did the exact same thing. Exact I mean, my my, thing. did he look like he was just out there mm-hmm. to have fun? Mm-hmm. I also like how people say like the Chiefs can just flip a switch. That was never more evident than this past yeah. weekend. Like, oh, they absolutely first quarter just they looked like they the didn't switch. want to be there, and then all right, we're ready to play. And what I was actually going to ask you, Krob. Jarek McKinnon, kind of out of nowhere, playing really good football right now for the Chiefs. That's a guy that's always had explosiveness. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't really found the situation after he got hurt in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, he got paid after Minnesota when he stepped up, mm-hmm. and he stepped up admirably back in Minnesota, and then he just had injury issues. Mm-hmm. Bounced around, bounced around. Now he's in Kansas City where there's not a head honcho in that backfield. You got Clyde edwards Lair, You got Daryl Williams. You got Derek Gore. And then you got Jarek McKinnon. And he is very much fits the style of this offense of the Meikle Hardman, mm-hmm. of the Byron Pringle, of the just run really, really fast and Mahomes will get you the ball. He can do that out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. That makes the Chiefs offense that much more versatile. I'm going to be honest. I really think the only reason Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been starting for this team is off complete technicality because they used the first-round draft pick on I was going to say, I think, I think all Darryl, four of those running backs have their own different thing, but I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has the least important role out of them. Yeah, Daryl Williams has always looked good when he plays, and now He's like Jarek that power back. Like whenever it's yeah. like, whenever it's whatever, first and second and goal, whatever it is, 
Clyde Wars Alaire is not on the field. It's no. always Daryl Williams. Mm-hmm. Well, he was hurt this week. So. Yeah. Right, but even when he was healthy, like, yeah, that's they the weren't giving Clyde, the ball to him the, down by the goal line. The problem is it's hard to make an argument against Clyde because he has had little nagging injuries that, frankly, aren't his fault that he's gotten working really hard for extra mm-hmm. yards. Right. And then Daryl Williams has some good games while Clyde's out, but he has some bad games. Derek Gore is a young guy that really is only a running guy. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, Jarek McKinnon's just kind of not found his opportunity yet, and it looks like... Here it is. Yeah. Let's go to Tim. Tim, you've been sitting there patiently, quietly. I'm going to start by a little round of applause. Let's clap it up for Tim. Hey. Um, the Steelers had a lead in this game. We did. 7-0. Oh, to zero. Talk so, about I could hear Tim through two walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. Yeah. So, my thoughts. The Pittsburgh Steelers this season completely overachieved with a bad quarterback a worse offensive coordinator, and a worse offensive line. Yeah. The fact they made the playoffs is absolutely astounding. You had some things go your way. We did. But that's what a team of destiny has. Exactly. Fun fact, Steelers scored the mo- most points out of any losing team in this wild card. Hey. Tried our best. Yeah, you did. Had B- some good competition, Big too. Ben, you know what, didn't have the greatest game, but you know what, the L- second half he ended it well. Mm-hmm. Love him to death. Great send-off. Matt Canada, if his uh try if he tries to scan into the Steelers facility tomorrow and his pass still works, something's wrong. Something might be wrong. Um, I love Mike Tomlin. He is a top five head coach in the NFL. Absolutely works wonders with teams that should not be winning games. It is a complete and total indictment on him if he, Matt Canada is still the offensive coordinator. I believe he meant indictment. Indictment, sure. Continue. Whatever. Hey, we all struggle with words sometimes. We must yeah, definitely we do. do. They, he is probably 32 out of 32 when it comes to play callers in the NFL. You That's need, tough. You need to get a solid I'd say 30. I, I don't agree. Play I'd say 31 in. out of 33. Yeah. There's two of them. Because the Dolphins so. have yeah, two. Yeah, <laughs> But defensively, I, th- I mean, the Steelers in the first quarter, honestly, most of the first half, played great. TJ Watt scored a touchdown. Yeah, he did. Did everything that he could. He had three quarterback hits, a sack, a touchdown. Can only do so much. Yeah, he can He's, only he do is so much. one. He is one guy on a defense. Cam Hayward also had a hell of a game. Your, yeah, your Pro Bowls looked really good. Yeah, my our all Pro guys looked amazing. Other than that, Minka had a good game too. But this, I, I love Keith Butler. He has had some really good defenses in during his tenure with the Steelers. But it is time for him to move on. See you, pal. Talk about let's draft a quarterback. I do if Mason Rudolph Sam is starting Howell. game one next year, there's gonna Dewey. be it will be a big issue. Sam Howell? I who Kenny Pickett, please. But it was a disappointing end, but Thank lo- you, Seven. Thank you, Seven. Thank Love you, you Ben. Seven. You're a legend. See you in Canton. Hey. Talk about hey. long rants. I don't want to give Tim hope. Seven has never officially said it's over. He's just said he assumes. It might be my last home game. Yeah. Eh, it's over. He runs out of tunnel it's Heinz over. Field next year. He was year. crying Come in his press conference. Yeah, I think it's let, okay let's, it's let's do two more things here with the Steelers. One's just going to involve Tim. Tim, is there a more love-hate relationship with an NFL player than you have with Deontay Johnson? <laughs> Maybe me and Clay Chase Claypool. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, Deontay Johnson, I love him to death. Every big game, he drops footballs. Oh, yeah, he does. He, he had zero drops until he uh-huh. went into the last game of the season where we needed the win to make the playoffs. Uh-huh. In the playoffs, probably three or four first downs he dropped on third where it was like third and four, Ben throws him a slant. On plays that he's known to catch and then score touchdowns on just because he runs away from all the defenders. Dropped two or three of them. I love Deontay. I think he's a very, very good receiver. But... If the drops continue, you almost have to take away from his workload. Yeah, you do. Then let's wrap this up. We're all going to give one name of who we think is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback next season. Let's start with Wes. Dwayne Haskins Jr. Crob. Mason Rudolph. Tim. Jimmy Garoppolo. Derek Carr, here it comes. 
I was going to go Garoppolo, too. I, I like Garoppolo. Garoppolo's young enough, you know. They said they don't want to bring in a veteran. I heard reports about that. But Garoppolo, I mean, could easily still play eight or nine years in the NFL. He's young enough to do it. He's been to a Super Bowl. I think it makes a lot of sense. And let's be real, if they stick with Canada, um, Garoppolo can come in and play his system pretty exactly. well. So I think Garoppolo. And he's attractive. <laughs> hey. All right, Tim. <laughs> That's enough of you. All right. Shout out Sean Minky. Let's move on. The Rams kicked the piss out of the Cardinals last night. 34 to 11. Um, Stat Patford actually played pretty well. Rushing touchdown. Uh, only threw four incomplete passes. This Rams team just looks so complete, so good. Um, arguably the most impressive win of the weekend. If the Bills didn't do it, they did. Right, right. The Rams would clearly be the most impressive of the weekend. Wes, are you buying this Rams team as a legit Super Bowl contender? I, I really am. Um I mean, my biggest takeaway from this game was how involved Odell Beckham Jr. is just offensively. You take Odell Beckham Jr. out of the offense, you can kind of key on Cooper Cup. They did it for most, the Cardinals did it for most of the first half. They took him out of the game. But Odell Beckham Jr. is that playmaker that the Browns thought they were getting who finally shows up in L.A. Uh, it's his, He scored in the first quarter. It was a six-receiving touchdown in nine games since joining the Rams. He had seven total touchdowns receiving in 29 games with the Browns. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a difference maker, honestly, on offense. And then Vaughn Miller, he played out of his mind yeah, he did. last night. Um, played a great game. His one-plus sack in five straight games, he had no sacks in his first four with the Rams. Let's talk about that defense getting hot at the right time. Him and Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd on the other side, Jalen Ramsey in the backfield. I mean, just an unbelievable team right now. Cam Baker's coming back is huge. I love the Rams right now. I think they're a great team. They got a great chance to make a run. Tim, I've got breaking news. Let's hear it. Jaguars are, have started their first interview with what is perceived to be three finalists for their head coaching job. Colts defense coordinator Matt Eberflus is the perceived wow. favorite. Hey, makes a lot of sense. Eberflus. Who are the other two? Did they say? Uh, or no? I didn't say. He was, okay. but he got the first interview, which is everyone's kind of saying. Wasn't he like Eberflus. late in the coaching cycle last year to get like a lot of? Yeah, looks? yeah, he got a decent amount. You know, someone's gonna have to be the first team to hire someone. That's for sure. Yeah, someone's got to bite the bullet. Yeah, Crop. My thought is probably the Broncos. They're so close with Quinn already. Yeah, Crab. Let's get back to this game. Um, if you're the GM of the Arizona Cardinals next year, um, this team started off seven and zero, ended four and six. Um, are you buyers this offseason? Are you sellers? Because um, you know you play in one of the best divisions in football, without a doubt, arguably the best, the division, best division in football. Yeah. You've got a couple veterans like J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, um, Chandler Jones, James Conner even in that mix, all with expiring deals. Where do you start with this team? You retain James Conner, you get rid of Chase Edmonds, and you build an offensive line. When Kyler's running for his life is when he's the bottom 10 quarterback in the league because he makes dumbass decisions. Like when he underhand throws the ball, mm -hmm. he did it. David Long Jr. touchdown. He did it a week ago for a intentional grounding safety, and he did it this week for a pick six. Yeah. He's got to stop doing it, but he also has to stop running for his life. You have to protect your quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, your, your tiny, fragile quarterback is no use to you when he's running for his life he also needs his top target back i mean i don't want to like yeah, put the hop. blame game on the receiving core but without hopkins that's not a very good receiving core. he needs hop but uh yeah chase edmonds is not going to cut it james connor absolutely proved his value this year to the arizona mm -hmm. cardinals and i think uh, they definitely they should want to night. retain him they just didn't uh, feed james connor it was night. just hard they kept getting behind in the sticks right you know, they'd get sacks they'd get penalties it was a lot of what the cowboys were doing yeah because they Crop said TP only touched the ball a couple times. I think it was the same thing with James Conner. Well, yeah. the issue is TP, no matter what the score of the game is, should absolutely touch the ball. I also more just Zeke, don't think so. James Conner is what they perceive to be like the offense they want to run. He's not like the scheme fit for it. You know what I mean? I, like they I, want, oh, no. I, I, and the games without like, Chase Edmonds, he balled the fuck right, out. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like when, when they're full offense available, I think Edmonds is the guy they'd rather have Ooh, next to uh, Kyler. No, I mean, next to Kyler, like for their. For their Main offense. Uh, no, I like disagree. Plays where they Who, want to run the ball. I, I think no. Yeah, exactly. The plays you want to run the ball. Every offense in like is always going to be even if it's a pass heavy offense. It's still built off the run. You still have to be able to run play action. You have to have guys like James Conner to set the tone. Um, he led the he led the league in rushing touchdowns, and he had a bunch of big games. And I'd rather run the read option with him than with. Chase Edmonds, because at least I know James Conner can take one off and 
take it to the house. Uh, I will go to bat in the second game uh, between the Rams and the Cardinals, which the Rams won in a close, absolutely electric Monday night football game. Um, James Conner, I would wager to say, is the sole reason that Arizona yeah. offense got going in that game. I'll, uh, one more thing absolutely I'd like to say played about fantastic. Edmonds, Edmonds is a guy who I believe also has not proven to stay healthy. Not right. that James Conner has proven that he can stay healthy because that's the only reason Conner no. was out with Chase the Edmonds Steelers. has actually proven to stay less healthy than James Conner. Mm-hmm. James Conner had a healthy year this year. He missed, yeah. I think, at max, it was, what, two games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his injury was a non-contact injury. And that's just... That's that, something that's you almost... You with that with Exactly. Um, and he, I believe he had a healthy year in in this in Pittsburgh, and then the other two were mm-hmm. just crapshoots injuries. Yeah, I, he had a hamstring injury that I think was lingering, or yes. maybe it was an ankle. Chase Edmonds. I mean, lingering. It, it, with that offensive line you're going to have injuries. Mm-hmm. And I would also like to say, this is the first year Chase Edmonds has not played in a complimentary role. Yeah. And he's still getting hurt. James mm-hmm. Conner has always been the feature back in his career. Mm-hmm. And that's why, obviously, you're going to take more carries. In the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, you're taking a lot of carries, yeah. and you're going to get hit, and you're going to get hurt. Chase Edmonds has been getting hurt as the as the scat back. Let's wrap up NFL talk. I'm going to finish with Tim. Tim, scale of 1 to 10, how hot is Cliff Kingsbury's seat? Seven and a half. Seven and a half out of ten. So you're thinking if the Cardinals maybe have, I would maybe go as far as saying they just don't win a playoff game next year, okay? Is Kingsbury out? Yes. I mean, they were the Steelers of last year. Steelers mm-hmm. started 11-0, and finished the year terribly. That's exactly what uh, this Cardinals team was. Started 7-0, and finished the year terribly. Cliff Kingsbury, I think, is a very, very good offensive mind and a very good play caller. Let's be honest. He probably doesn't have what it takes to be a very good NFL head coach and be a in terms of structure and building that that staff. Mm-hmm. He has Vance Joseph, former head coach on staff. Other than that, like I don't know if he has the connections in the NFL that a lot of other guys have. That's very very true. So, that's the end of NFL talk. Let's let's finish this episode we all say one thing we want to talk about in the sports world, okay? Because, you know, this has been a little bit of a longer episode. We had a great interview with Max. We got our NFL recap out. But we've got other sports we like to touch on, but we don't want to keep you guys for too long. I'll go ahead and start, so I'll give you time, you guys time to figure out what you want to talk about. I'm going to start with my Kentucky Wildcats. Their game at home against the Tennessee Volunteers over the weekend. Kentucky won 107-79. to um, I know a couple of us here were watching I don't want to just be a homer. It was one of the greatest college basketball performances I have ever seen from a team. Kentucky looked absolutely phenomenal. Ty Ty Washington has been playing out of his mind. Kellen Grady shot the ball well. Davion Mintz is going to win sixth man in the SEC. Um, And honestly, the greatest part was we kind of gave Oscar Shibway an off day, you know, because I don't think he finished with uh, over 10. I think he was at maybe 9 and 12 for the game, 9 and 13, something like that. Um, You don't need to rebound the basketball when your team isn't missing shots, you know, and they shot just incredibly from the floor. Um, I'm really liking where this Kentucky Wildcats team is at right now. They're at number 12 right now in the new rankings. Um, They've got a couple tough games coming up. They're going to go to Auburn and to Kansas in two of their next four games. Um, So, you know, I think a realistic projection is to get one of those. Um, But if they can get both of those, I'd say they're easily moving their self back into the top five. Let's go to you, Wes. Yeah, uh, obviously I'm going to talk about hockey here for a second. Um, really cool story. Willie O'Ree, 64 years after he became the first black player in the NHL, he's going to get his jersey retired tonight, which will be yesterday when you hear this episode, um, by Boston, his number 22. Um, really cool story. First black player in NHL history. He's going to be the first black player to get his jersey retired to number 22 tonight in Boston. Um, yeah, that's just cool story. Really big. cool story. That's big. That's big right there. Crab, let's go to you. I want to shout out our OU uh, Bobcats basketball team. Playing well. Uh, currently, eight-game win streak. It's about to be nine. They are currently beating the absolute piss out of Miami, Ohio right now. They're up 30 Good uh, on the road. And that was a one-point spread. Yep. Uh, I believe about to be 14-2, and two, I believe the record is. Uh, have an absolute humdinger of a game at home this Friday against Toledo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going to be a huge one. But if the Bobcats keep playing this well, we'll see Nobody y'all in March. Nobody can stop them, baby. We, we will see y'all in March. It's very true. Let's wrap it up with Tim. Uh, MLB sent their proposal to the Players Union. Players Union said, hell to the no. It doesn't look like spring training is going to happen. Nope. 
I, I think we're probably, like, people are saying, oh, when it comes to, unless something happens by February, I think we're going to miss games this season. I really do. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that real quick. I think, honestly, a shortened season uh, is very it's, much it's in the sight to of happen. the MLB. Yeah. It's going Because the players MLB... Players want too much. Owners don't want to give it up, and neither and, are going to be just And the, the biggest thing is players are finally advocating for minor leaguers, and the owners are not going to do jack shit with minor leaguers, and that's yeah. probably where the their biggest where they're off and i'll finish with this tim you showed me a stat last night while uh we were out celebrating my birthday happy birthday birthday, i'll shout out myself not afraid i'm in my 20s thank you very much (laughs) um tim there have been two mlb lockouts both years cincinnati reds world series champions it's happening cincinnati reds world series champions this has been the bench press podcast let's thank max meyer one more time clap it up for him there Max's Meals, you guys learned a little bit more about it. Hey, that website's coming, so be ready for it. We'll keep you hey, updated with that. That website's coming, and that video of Bennett Snyder and Tim Conway doing karaoke, is uh, it's coming along with it. Facts. All right, All right. we'll get back in the karaoke studio <laughs> for sure. This has been the Bench Press Podcast, episode three of chapter two. Thank you guys so much, Tim. Love you guys.